When I was younger, I remember my mom giving me $20 when I had strep throat and telling me to go to the doctor. In the midst of the pain that was my sickness, I would stress in my head about how much this doctor visit was actually going to cost. I only had $20 my mom gave me. What if they asked for more? My mom assured me that they wouldn't. However, my fears were only eradicated once the billing specialist asked me how everything went and then asked me for $20. I never knew why it was only $20. I just knew it was something completely foreign to me. When I enrolled in my first benefit package out of college, I went home and asked my dad for help, as I didn't know what any of it meant. I didn't even connect the dots that the $20 my mom gave me was because of the way her benefit plan worked. I thought there was such a thing as a stupid question back then because I felt like I couldn't ask what things like deductibles and HSAs meant. I just listened to my dad's instructions, which was to check the box that said employee only. The kicker was that we were only offered one plan, so I could have just checked that box anyway. However, what I should have done was taken some time to understand what I was actually signing my name to. Since I'm still in my parents' plan, I don't get a say in the plan I'm enrolled in. And to be honest, since they're the ones paying for it, I don't really care. Once I moved out on my own, I always feel like the anticipation before I receive my bills from the doctor's office is really intense. Every day I come home, check the mail, and pray that I haven't received a bill from my doctor yet. Medical bills can be overwhelming and an added expense that we don't necessarily take into account all the time. However, I do have one thing on my wish list. I wish I had an HSA. If I had an HSA, those medical bills would seem a lot less overwhelming because I would be setting aside money just for my medical bills. Welcome to Benefits. What, like it's hard? We're here to break down the truths and misconceptions about all things benefits and share stories from people like you. We're inviting you to talk to us about the last time you were at the pharmacy or the first time you used your health plan and were confused on how to pay your bill. So to have a better understanding of how your benefits work, we challenge you to go find the information your employer gave you and join us on our journey to navigating the maze we call benefits. Now you may be asking yourself, what's an HSA? An HSA, which stands for Health Savings Account, is an account that lets you set aside money to pay for your qualified medical, dental, and vision expenses. The money that you put in your account is set aside pre-tax, so you don't pay taxes on the money that's going into the account. And anything that you use your HSA for has to be for a qualified expense. And that list of qualified expenses is set by the IRS. There's actually something known as the triple tax benefit of health savings accounts. Its first advantage is that contributions are tax deductible, or if made through payroll deduction, they are pre-tax, as Libby mentioned. Second, the interest earned is tax-free. And third, account owners may make tax-free withdrawals for qualified medical expenses. Once you turn 65, you can use this account for those qualified medical, dental, and vision expenses, as Libby mentioned, but you can also use it for anything you want. If you've been saving for a big trip, you want to move somewhere south or more expensive, whatever you want to do with your money, you can do and you won't be penalized at that time, but you will have to pay um, the income tax on those distributions. Another important thing to know is that if you have an HSA, you need to save your receipts to prove that what you've been using your HSA for are qualified expenses. 
that if the IRS audits you, they'll apply a penalty and an excise tax on what you've used your HSA for, if it's not a qualified expense. We have a story today about an everyday couple talking about medical bills and what their responsibility is in this unknown, confusing world of benefits. Today we're here and we're going to talk with Melissa and Ryan. Hi, I'm Melissa McDonald and I'm here with my husband Ryan today and we're very excited to be on Ryan's podcast. We're happy to have you. We're going to talk to them about their experience with their health plan um, and just ask you guys questions about your HSA. What's an HSA? Did you not know what an HSA was before you sat in this room with us right now? Um, I would say I had an idea about what an HSA was, but not, not necessarily something I put money into it because I don't necessarily go to the doctor, which is how this all came about, I guess. Are you on the same health plan, both of you? No, I'm on Haran's health plan and okay. Ryan's enrolled in his employer's health plan. Is your health plan a high deductible health plan with an HSA? I think I'm an HSA now. Um, I, at the time, I was working for a different large company but hadn't invested in the HSA because I was just going for what, whatever's cheapest and because I'm not a person who right. goes to the doctor. Well, he was just referring to at the time, which brings us to our story. So you did actually go to the doctor once. I don't know what it was for. Well, PHI. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess the answer to that would be kind of. So I had the sniffles and the wife says, you got to go to the doctor. I'm like, okay, all right, go to the doctor. So like I'll go to the Kroger Little Clinic, which I understand is some sort of medical facility where you one with one with the sniffles would attend. <laughs> True, he's not wrong. So I went there in the morning and played with their Jeremy computer to get my name on the list to put in, in the line. I was a line of one, so I eventually <laughs> didn't figure out the computer, and the gentleman behind me showed me how to use it. Who also the sniffles, which I probably also contracted. <laughs> Um, when using the computer, it said, I put it in my, I had my little card, which I found, which I guess is for insurance. They give you a card, which mm -hmm. that's good. Um, so it's worked with the nurse practitioner and she ran some tests, swapped some ears, whatnot, and said, you have the sniffles as my initial hypothesis was correct. But I saw it was a zero dollar copay. Like, oh, okay. Free. This American healthcare system, it's not so bad. I don't know why, what all the hubbub's about. Yeah, why are people complaining? Yeah, it's free. I mean, I have a job. I contribute to the economy. I, uh, I work you with business owners. Um, so I, I've, I'm a proven, competent human being who just hadn't been a doctor in 10 years. I mean, this is, this is radio, so you probably can't tell. I'm, I'm an under-30 strapping gentleman, mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily a... So it, it, the doctor's not something I'm used to going to. It's a zero dollar go pay free. I'm like, I should go, I should do this all the time just to make sure, make sure the body's in, yeah. does the body good and so forth. Well, you actually can go to the doctor and get your age and gender appropriate visits at covered at 100%. These are your preventive visits under your medical plan. So you can get checkups, but anyway, back to your story. Little did I know. So we got the bill from the little clinic at Kroger. I'm like this this bill, it's like, it's probably just marketing materials trying to sell me more Benadryl or whatever, so I, <laughs> I didn't open that. So I opened this bill and, and I'm like, hey Ryan, can you take care of this? I didn't say what he needed to take care of, just assuming that, hey, this is a bill. Yeah, he's, of course he's going to pay it. Yeah, so I, I see the bill and I, I think, oh, it must be some mistake. I had the $0 copay. This is $129. That's way more than zero. So I 
I'm sure tossed it aside, not thinking anything of it. Right. So 30 days later, we get another envelope from Kroger Little Clinic asking us to pay them their $129. It wasn't marketing material. It wasn't marketing material for (laughs) Benadryl. So I open the bill and I show it to Ryan. I'm like, "Didn't, didn't you pay this? And Ryan said, No, it's your dollar copay. So I have a question. Where did you see a zero dollar copay at? Um, I think it was that computer screen robot that I told to get in line, mm-hmm. and I must have entered some insurance. Num- insurances have numbers. I don't, yes. I still, I still don't know a lot of how this works. Oh, can I tell you something? Sure. So the card you referenced is your medical ID card. Okay. And you get that when you sign up for insurance. Does it have, like, a number on it? It does. Okay. So each person has their own member ID number, and that's the number you typed in to that computer. So that's how they know it's me and I have insurance. Correct. Yep. So I don't know what the screen would have looked like. I, Well, I guess it would have said $0 copay because you don't have any copays on your plan. If it did say that, I'm not saying it didn't. But I was probably just saying you don't owe anything right there at that time. I'm guessing. I don't know. Which was true. Maybe. Which is true. It didn't lie to you. Okay. You don't have copays. You just get to pay the full negotiated rate of a service. So what does copay mean? A copay is a flat dollar amount that you pay um, up front on your plan. So under a high deductible health plan, you cannot have any copays because you're getting tax savings through your HSA account. So, like, older plans, the plan, like, I referenced earlier when I was talking, my parents always had a PPO plan. It's a traditional plan that has copays. So when I went to the doctor, I was paying a $20 copay when I was younger. Now we have high-deductible health plans here, so we pay more similar to your $129 bill when we go to the doctor. Is one typically more expensive than the other? Yeah, the high-deductible health plan is typically cheaper, so the PPO is more expensive. So how we usually explain it is if when you're making your decision on what plan to enroll in, you think about if you want to pay more out of your paycheck and you pay less at the time of service, or if you want to pay less out of your paycheck and more at the time of service, if and when you need it. Okay, so it's more about when you pay, not if you pay. Well, on a high deductible health plan, you you could not use the plan. So you could not pay the same amount as you would on a PPO plan. Oh, so like my first five years where I didn't pay anything because I didn't go anywhere. Exactly. Right. So high deductible health plans are good for low utilizers. They're good for high utilizers too, but they're good for low utilizers because you're not paying up front. You're paying only if you need to go to the doctor. So instead of paying a bunch Um. out of pocket to maybe use your plan, you're paying less out of pocket and only paying when you have to use your plan. I got it. But I would like to say the reason why HSAs are so important, especially when you have a high deductible health plan, is because you're paying higher out of pocket at the time of service. So you can build up the amount that's in your HSA and then the bills that you get because you're on a high deductible health plan don't seem as overwhelming because you have the money in your HSA to pay for it. So that's why Libby's wish list is to have an HSA, and that's why they don't seem as expensive, because it's not coming out of your direct bank account. It's coming out of a separate account that you have, and that one that you probably don't look at that often. I don't look at mine that often, but it's just a different account 
to save for those expenses. So do you know, do you guys recall if you got any explanation of benefits from your health insurance carrier? I think there's a website. I don't remember seeing one in the oh, mail. Oh, it didn't come in the mail. Right. Okay. Carriers are moving to not sending them yeah. in the mail, so you'd have right. to log right. on to your account to see your explanation of benefits. Yeah, I know it's an internet, but you know, it's all Greek to me. So the reason I ask that is because you want to make sure the $129 that Kroger billed you, you want to make sure that actually went through your health insurance plan as a claim. Because you, if you recall, you put in your information, you put in your ID number, it was supposed to be sent to your health insurance carrier, which I'm sure it was. But the way to check that is to make sure when you look at your explanation of benefits, either online or in the mail, it matches the bill that you got from your provider. Okay, so it's a way to like spot check mm-hmm. to make sure what you think is true is actually true. Exactly. And how often would you say there are discrepancies? Probably more often than people would think. I think your reaction, it's my reaction too, when I get a bill is just to pay it because you just want it to go away. Yeah. But with your medical bills, you really should be comparing it to your explanation of benefits because not only do you want to make sure that it was run through insurance, but you want to make sure that it was run through insurance correctly. So your explanation of benefits is going to, if it matches your bill, then you know that what insurance is saying your plan covers and what your doctor is saying your plan covers is the same. Okay, so it, it, it could be an error just by someone punching a key incorrectly, or is it more a habitual thing? It could be somebody punching a key incorrectly because it is based on codes. So, well, that's a whole different story we're not going to get into right now. I think they just are, pro- like, your doctor's processing so many claims for so many different things, so mistakes are bound to happen. It's your money and it's your service that you received, so at the end of the day, you should be responsible for that, not someone else. And I will say, some of the calls that we get here on the engagement team are to just confirm that the claim, the bill was processed as a claim, so just so people know that they're paying the right amount. So we'll do research and say, yes, you do actually owe $129. Okay, so in this situation, if I was a friend client, I would, I would call you and ask if this is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you didn't think it was right. If you looked at your EOB and it's not matching. I would, in this scenario, I would check online, realize this is probably too complicated for me, and then I would call Haran. Well, once you're confused, you could also call your carrier too. So they have a customer service center that you could call, but we're here as an additional resource to help answer those questions. Side note, we did pay that bill to Kroger. that's good proud of you (laughs) thank you guys yeah we're happy to be on the show well we really appreciate your time here today i hope you guys learned something um melissa keep opening the bills absolutely um and ryan keep paying them Now it's time to break down the truths and misconceptions. Maggie, what are the truths we learned from this? We learned that your bill from your insurance carrier and your explanation of benefits should match. If they do, you should go ahead and pay your provider with your HSA debit card or some other form of payment. And secondly, we learned that when you have the choice to decide between medical plans, you should consider what's more important to you. Would you rather pay more out of your pocket every paycheck and pay less at the time of service, like in a PPO plan, 
or pay less out of your pocket every paycheck and pay more at the time of service if and when you need it, like a high deductible health plan. But Libby, what were the misconceptions we learned from this? If your card doesn't have a copay listed, you probably still have to pay for the visit at the full negotiated rate when you're on a high deductible health plan. And choosing the most expensive plan because it seems like the best option may not be the best option for you and your healthcare needs. See you next time. Nothing we say in this podcast is representative of any specific plan and should not be construed as legal, regulatory, or accounting advice. If there is any discrepancy between what we say in your plan document, your plan document will always prevail.